0: glad that you're here uh, with us to celebrate the birth of Christ. And that's what Christmas, that's what it's really all about, isn't it? Like we, we gather together and we, we, we do so much around Christmas. There's the lights and family get-togethers and shopping and gifts and, and food and all of those things and Christmas movies even and all of those things are, are great. I love those things. In fact, I, I really get into uh, all of those things. But at the end of the day, what we really need to do is we really sometimes just need to pull back for a moment and focus on Jesus. because That's what Christmas is. It's, it's Christ. Christ. We can't forget that part of Christmas. And so here uh, at the Ridge Church, every season, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we do Advent together. And Advent for us is, uh, that word Advent, it literally means a time of Eagerly waiting and anticipating, and we are eagerly awaiting and anticipating the arrival of Christ and so we celebrate advent and we, we do so by lighting of, of candles and so for the last several weeks we 've been lighting a candle, and we 'll light uh, the last one tonight together, and then uh, we 'll all light a candle as well as we uh, leave out of here to, to just remind ourselves to, to pull back for a few moments and and to really focus in on this season, I don't know what for you what what you want Christmas to be. You know, for me and for a lot of us, I think that uh, Christmas a lot of times is is really it's really about perfection in a lot of ways. Like we want things to be perfect, don't we? Like we want that family dinner to be perfect. We want the meal to be perfect. We want to buy the perfect gift for our kids. or We want to buy the perfect gift for our spouse or, or someone in our life. And, and there's always that nail-biting moment of, of waiting to see the, the, what happens to their face when they unwrap it, right, and, and go, is it good? Is it good? Or, you know, you kind of get that look that you were, weren't really anticipating. You're like, oh, no, it wasn't good, right? Like I've gotten that look a few times myself. And so, but, but we want everything around Christmas, we want it to be perfect. And and I'm like you, I, I want it to be perfect in a lot of ways as well. And so for me though, like usually when I try to make things perfect, I usually make a big mess of things. I usually make a big mess of things when I try to uh, perfect things. And if we're honest, if we're being honest, uh, a lot of us, uh, a lot of the things around Christmas is about trying to perfect those things. We all want the perfect Christmas, but if we'll be real for just a moment, sometimes Christmas is just messy. Amen. Like it's just messy. I mean, your your budget gets messy, right? Amen. Our waistlines get a little messy. I'm all right with that. We we can handle that. A little extra pie never hurt anybody, right? And so sometimes like that's messy, but but sometimes we have like we have messy families too. We have messy families, we have messy emotions, we have messy relationships, we have messy things. And when you pull back really and you look at the Christmas story, the Christmas story itself is messy. I mean, it's it's a messy story. I mean, you have a a woman who is literally a, a teenager, probably somewhere between the ages of thirteen to fifteen years old who is visited by an angel who says, Hey, I got something to tell you. Uh, you're going to have a baby, and it's God. Congratulations, right? Like, I mean, that's really messy because, I mean, in that culture, in that culture, I mean, it, it would, I think it would be messy in this culture, but in that culture it was really messy because she was engaged to Joseph. We're talking about Mary, of course. So she was engaged to, to Joseph to, to be married to him. And the angel came to Joseph and and told Joseph the same thing, and so the scriptures tell us that, that Joseph contemplated divorcing her when he, in fact, really, he could have had her put to death because of it. And so that story, like just the, the whole thing is messy. The The birth of Christ, Jesus being born and, and laid in a, a feeding trough, a manger that, that was literally used to, to feed animals. I mean, that's like literally messy, right? Like really messy. I mean, the whole story of Christmas is messy. And so here, here's the thing. If we're not careful, if we're not careful, sometimes we can focus on Christmas and, and make Christmas all about the 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 perfect things and trying to perfect things and what we really should be doing is just focusing on the perfect Savior because Christmas is not going to be perfect I don't I, welcome to Ridge Church where I make you feel really good about yourself but like <laughs> Monday's going to come around and something's not going to go right maybe tomorrow you got some last minute shopping to do and and you're not going to find that thing that you're looking for, or there's there's something that's not going to go right. The, The Christmas, whether it's this Christmas, or next Christmas, or Christmases in the past, like, they're just not perfect, and that's okay. That's okay, because imperfections actually reflect the true Christmas story in so many ways, and it and it's messy, and we might not be able to, to do anything about that, but the story of Christmas is that Jesus entered into that mess. Amen? Jesus entered into the mess to reconcile and save sinners like myself from their sins. And I, so I don't, I don't want us to miss that this Christmas season. I don't, I don't want us to, to miss the, just the, the basics of that this year. And so Christmas, not only does it, it bring those things with it, but, but Christmas, I think there's something a, a, a about Christmas that, at least for the next few moments, that, that I want us to really just focus on for just a moment. And that's the peace of Christmas. That's the peace of Christmas. You know, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, um, there's a, a passage of Scripture there. Isaiah, he's a, he's a prophet. And a prophet is a person who would literally hear from the voice of God and then speak those words to the, the nation of Israel. And Isaiah, as he uh, was listening to the voice of God, he got, he got this word uh, from God to to proclaim to the people. And, and it's the Christmas story, really. It's the Christmas story. And you may have heard this before, but in fact, the next couple of passages of Scripture are you may have heard all of them before, but I hope that you'll hear them and, and see them with, with fresh eyes tonight as we unpack this together. But in this passage of Scripture, God gives this word to Isaiah and he, he speaks this word. And this is 700 years before the birth of Christ. And so the nation of Israel at this time, they had they'd been waiting, not just waiting, but yearning for a Savior to come because a Savior had been promised to them to come and to rescue them and save them from their sins. And, and Isaiah uh, would say this in chapter 9, verse 6, He says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. So I think for a, a lot of us, because of the messiness of Christmas, I think for many of us, one thing that we could certainly say that, that we might need is peace, amen? Like Christmas, because Christmas is just in and of itself, it's chaotic, but it might not just be Christmas, like just, maybe this past year has just been chaotic. Maybe you know what's coming, maybe maybe you know what's just around the corner and you know that there's going to be chaos just around the corner and if anything you need and you want peace I want peace if we're not careful we're going to search for peace in things that cannot give us peace we're going to try to grab hold of things that will never be able to fulfill the promise of peace but Jesus Jesus can give us peace, and that's what I want to focus on for the next few moments here together tonight as we look at this. Um, let's, if you have a Bible with you, you can open it up to Luke chapter 2. If you uh, have your YouVersion Bible app, you can fire that up. Uh, that's okay. If you decide to play Clash of Clans, just turn the volume down a little bit, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later, you sinners. But... Um, In uh, Luke chapter 2, this is in the the New Testament, and uh, I want to read you part of the Christmas story again. You've heard this before, um, but I hope that you'll hear it differently uh, tonight, and really my my prayer for you is that uh, when we walk out of this room together tonight, um, that you will have a peace, a deep, deep peace in Christ. Luke chapter 2. Starting in verse six, it says this: It says, "And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth." Talking about Mary, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Will you pray with me for just a moment? God, we pray that as we unpack your word and and look at the scripture, God, that you've given us, Lord, that you will just open our hearts, that you'll open our eyes and our ears. God, to be able to hear you. God, maybe for the first time ever or maybe for the first time in a long time, God, will you just speak loudly to our hearts? It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, I, I love what the the angels here, when they they gather together, it says that this multitude host of angels appeared and they began to exclaim and and proclaim and, and, and shout these words, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased, with whom he is pleased. And that's really important. You may have heard that a little differently before because some of the songs that we sing or things like that kind of say that a little bit differently. But when you look at the actual words of the scripture, look at it really slowly for just a second. It says, Who is this peace for? And on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so the peace like uh, Sometimes I think that w- when we read that and we hear that, like we, we think about peace and, and we think about peace in, in terms of like world peace or uh, political peace. And, and if you go all the way back to the Old Testament and, and from what you read in Isaiah, when they would have heard these words from Isaiah, the, the people of Israel, that's what they thought that the Savior would bring, would bring world peace, would bring, bring peace to that region, would bring... Um, like a a kingdom, like a physical king and kingdom that would overthrow the Roman rule that was uh, ruling the nation of Israel for hundreds and hundreds of years. But when Jesus would come, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, that means God with us. When Jesus would come, he would bring a kingdom, but it wasn't that kingdom. And he would bring peace, but it wasn't that kind of peace. It was actually much better. It was actually much better. And on that first Christmas night, as the angels were, were shouting that, they were proclaiming these words, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners be reconciled. Like We, we sing that and in, in hark the herald angels sing, don't we? There's so many of these, these Christmas songs, even the songs that we are singing tonight, there's so many of these songs that, Sometimes like, we just kind of bop along and, and sing them and they're great, you know. And, but we forget the deep theological truths that are actually in the middle of these songs. I, I love that song, "Oh Holy Night, and, and, and the words uh, that, it, that it talks about, the, the peace of Christ. That, but particularly in, in Hark the Herald Angels Sing, that line that says, Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners be reconciled. You know, we don't, we don't use that word hark very often. Any longer. I don't know the last time that you saw your buddy, you know, at work and it was like, hey, hark. He was like, freak, what's wrong? What are you? Like, who are you? Hark, the, the translation of, of hark, it, it basically just means listen. And so for, for those of you that might be Appalachian American like me, that'd be, hey, y'all. So that's what that would translate to. And so, hark, it means listen. This is, this is important. This is deeply, deeply important. And the message there is the message of Christmas. That through the peace of Christ, that His peace would bring reconciliation to those far from Him. See, the, the word reconciliation is, is a word that, that means to, to bring back together again what has been broken and fractured. And from the beginning of time, the world has been broken and fractured by sin. But the word reconciliation says God is literally bringing back together again what has been broken and presenting it to be whole. In fact, Paul would write this in Romans chapter 5 verse 1. He would say, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, how do we have peace with God? We only have it through Jesus. And then in verse 10, he says this, he says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received Reconciliation. See, that's the good news. That's not only the good news of the gospel about who Jesus is and what he has come to give us and do for us, but that's the good news of Christmas. So often at Christmas time, we focus on the baby Jesus. That baby grew up to be a man who would freely and willingly give his life on a cross. And although he would be murdered, and put to death on a cross. He did not stay dead. Amen. He got up. He rose again. In fact, he is alive. We don't have a God that is dead. We have a God that is alive. And so we don't just focus on the baby. Because if we just focus on the baby, we're going to miss what Christmas is really all about for us. And so again, how, how do we get this peace? Peace. Well, the answer is probably so simple that that we just that we might miss it we only get this peace through Jesus by receiving him by reconciliation from our brokenness from our sin to grab hold of salvation of Christ in fact in the Christmas story itself the, the angel when um, the angel would come to Mary and present to Mary the fact that she was going to have the, the baby Jesus, the Savior of the world, the angel would tell Mary, He will come and rescue sinners from their sins. Now I think at the time, I don't know if Mary necessarily knew what all of that meant. She knew it was going to be messy. She knew that. And things probably weren't going to go perfect. But God had a perfect plan. And that perfect plan was Jesus and the peace that he would bring. If you're a parent, you, you, know, how, you, you know how this works, but um, if you're a child, if, if they ever get hurt or if they ever uh, get scared or uh, any of those things and, and you're around, they, they come running to you as a parent, don't they? And they come running to you, and the reason why they come running to you as, as their parent is because they know that when they climb up into your arms, that there's going to be a peace there. And the, and the place where they want to get that peace and find that peace is going to be in your arms. And the same is true for us as just um, humans. And We're not going to find peace anywhere else. We can look for peace in relationships, and what we'll find in relationships is that all relationships will eventually hurt us. We're going to look for peace in Things like circumstances. And circumstances change. We're going to look for peace in material things. And material things they dissolve and they rust and they go away or they they break. And so we're never going to find peace in any of those things. The only place that we will ever find peace is in Christ. But here's here's one final truth about the peace that Christ brings is that that Jesus doesn't just bring us peace. He is peace. In fact, Paul would say this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. He says, For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. And what Paul means by that is that that was done on the cross. That was done on the cross. And so Jesus, he himself, he is our peace. And that means to have Jesus means that we can have peace. That he is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is peace. And to have Jesus means that we have peace. But again, I want to be as clear as possible. To have that peace you have to have Jesus. You have to have Jesus. And so let me let me tell you why all of this is important for us tonight and especially during this season. I don't know if I can really think of a time and maybe maybe you can't or I don't know but just me personally. I don't know that I can ever think of a time in uh in 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 our world where things feel not peaceful. <laughs> there's a lot of unrest, there's a lot of a lot of things happening politically, there's a lot of things happening uh, in other countries and other places, there's a lot of things happening right here. And I don't, I don't, so I don't know if I can personally ever think of a time where, where things have felt so uh, disrupted. And I, I remember a few, a few weeks ago, I was kind of thinking about that and i had a conversation with someone, and we were sort of talking about those things. And, and one of the things that uh, I remember uh, taking away from that conversation is that I just felt, I felt so um, just completely unpeaceful. And so the only thing that I knew to do was to worship, was to, to take a few moments, kind of pull back from everything, and just put my, my mind and my attention and my eyes on Jesus. There's a, uh, there's a story in, in the Old Testament, in uh, Second Chronicles, I think it is, and um, there's a, a, an army that, in fact, there are several armies that are coming against the people of God and, and they're sort of ganging up and, and they're coming at them and uh, there's this guy by the name of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat is, he's seeing what's coming uh, after them and seeing what's coming for them. And, and as he stands before uh, his people and he's, he's looking out, he, he's thinking to himself, this is, this is about to get really messy. This is about to get really, really bad. And, if, and so he begins to pray. And in his prayer, I love one of the, what he says in his prayer. He says, God, I don't know what to do except to put my eyes on you. And I think in, in, in this time and in this place, especially at Christmas, we just need to put our eyes on Him. We just need to put our eyes on Him because again, things, things aren't going to always go perfect. Things aren't always going to be perfect. There's going to be a lot of unrest, whether it's personally or, or just in our world in general. But Jesus says, I am peace. And if we want that peace, we have to put our eyes, our attention, and our focus on Him. I don't know about you, but it, it, it might be possible that that tonight, right now, that you don't have peace. That there's so much unrest for you personally. Maybe it's things that you're worried about financially. Maybe it's things that you're worried about relationally. or Maybe it's things that you're worried about um, that have happened in the past, or things that you know that are coming in the near future. And so, for you, there is so much, so much of just unrest for you. You, you feel restless. You feel broken. You feel exhausted. And you're not even thinking about Christmas. You're just trying to get to January first. I told this to our church not too long ago, but a couple of weeks ago, I was in Kroger. Here in Oak Ridge, and uh, I was going through one of the checkout lines, and uh, one of the guys that worked there at Kroger, he, uh, you know, was ringing my stuff up, and and I asked him, I said, "Hey, man, how, you know, how are you?" And I'm always asking people how they are, and I, I genuinely care. Like I want to know. Like I want people to say. I'm good, or I'm not good, or here's what's happening. And, and, but it's become kind of, like I noticed this a couple of weeks ago, it's become one of those things where I literally have just caught myself because I've always done it, and now it's kind of become uh, just sort of robotic in some ways. And so uh, I wasn't thinking very much, and I asked the guy, I said, hey man, how are you? And he's like, this is what he said, he goes, man, I'm just ready for this year to be over. And I heard him say it, and I thought for, for a moment, and I just kind of looked at him, and I was like, cool Well thanks, you know, I like, got my stuff and walked out. Like it was the it was the worst thing ever, right? Like I was just like That's awesome, you know. I was like well, no, it's not awesome. Like I felt really bad. In fact, I got out to I got out to my truck and put my stuff in and I uh, drove off and as I was dr- driving off, God was just like I'm going to ring your neck, son. Like this is What did you just do? That was horrible. Right, and So I felt so bad about it, so I literally, I came back the next, uh, the next day and I walked in and I saw the guy and I talked to him and we prayed and he received, no, he didn't, I'm just kidding. But um, it would be really cool if, it did, if that happened that way, but that's not what happened. I came back in and he wasn't there, I, and I've been in there several times and I've not found, I've not found him. But it's going to be a really awkward conversation when I find the guy and be like, hey, you remember when you told me a couple of weeks ago that you were having a really, he's going to be like, who are you, freak? Uh, he's not going to have any idea, but like I just just know that but, but maybe but maybe that's that's how you feel too. You're just ready for this year to be over you're just ready to get to January 1st, turn the page and start a new year what if you what if you started before 2018 and what if you started tonight with peace with a deep peace. And you might think to yourself, there's no way that I can have that peace. Like, you don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know how bad things are. You don't know how upside down we are. You don't know how messy things are in my life. And I would say to you this, you're right, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But I do know this. In fact, Paul, Paul will say it this way in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, he says, or verse 7, he says, in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know how messy things are. I don't know how broken and exhausted and worrisome you may be. But I do know this, that Jesus came to give us And if you can't understand it, I'm with you. I can't understand it either. All I know is what the scripture says. It says that he will give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know what that means? It means you can't figure it out and I can't figure it out, but he's got it figured out. And I'm going to trust that. And my hope is that you will trust that as well. So when you have this peace, when you have this peace, I believe with all of my heart, that it will do just that, that it will su- surpass all understanding, all understanding. So as we close our time together here tonight, in a few moments, we're going we're gonna to take the candles that are in your seat, and we're going to light those and spend just a few moments just being peaceful maybe this is the only moment that is going to be peaceful for you maybe you got a house full of guests right and kids and it's about to get chaotic in your place and so you need this time to just be peaceful for a few moments amen yeah some of y'all like hallelujah please so maybe this is the only moment where you get to be peaceful so what I'd like for you to do is, I'd like for you to take a few moments and, and to close your eyes. Would you do that for me? I'm not going to do anything weird or make you do anything. I just want you to, to take a moment to, to close your eyes for just a second. I'd like for you to, to d- just take a few deep breaths. And what I want to do is I, I want to read for you again the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. I want you to hear it with a fresh heart. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is well pleased. Would you keep your eyes closed and your heads bowed for just a moment? Do you have do you have peace? Do you have peace? What a day it would be for you to to start your Christmas with a peace that maybe you've not had before. If you're someone here tonight who would say that that you know that you don't have that peace would you take just a moment and and ask him to be your peace not to just give you peace for him, but for him to be your peace maybe you are maybe you've you've never begun the journey to follow Jesus Maybe, maybe you would be a person who would say that, that you're not a believer and you're not sure if, if Jesus is who he says he is and you're definitely not sure if he's going to do all of these things that he said that he promised he would do. I believe that, that following Jesus always starts with, with one step. Maybe for you this would just be that moment where you take that, that one step to say, Jesus... Be my peace. Save me. Scripture is clear to us that it says that that anyone who will call on Jesus as Savior, that he will save them. No matter how far off you feel. No matter how messy things may be. Jesus meets us where we are. He doesn't tell us to get cleaned up before we come to him. He just says, come. Maybe as a follower of Christ, you, you would say that you are you're not finding that peace. Maybe this is just that moment where you just need to say, God, I, I don't know what's making me unpeaceful, God, but, but just be my peace in this season you take just a moment and just continue praying and and just laying those things before its feet to be your prince of peace. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord, for, for who you are, for what you've done, for all that you've given us. You've given us a savior who is our peace. Who has come to us to, to shine light into the darkness, to reconcile us from our sins, God, to save us. So, Father, be our peace. And let this Christmas season be different from all other Christmases, let this coming year be different from all other years in the past. I just speak deeply to our hearts. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Would you look at me for just a moment? We would love for you to, to take a few moments to, um, to just consider what your next step is. If your next step is, is following Jesus, then we would love to, to walk with you in that. I'll tell you how we can do that together here in just a few moments. But as we continue on, again, we're going to light these candles here together in, in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to take just a few moments to to just be generous together, and we're going to have a few moments of, of where we're giving. And so, if you're a first time attender here at the Ridge, we don't want you to feel obligated to give at all. So, a moment for those who call Ridge Church home, uh, an opportunity to be generous and, and, and to give. And, and so we do that in one of two ways. There will be some baskets by your rows here in just a moment. And you can give that way or you can go online to ridgegive.com. And, and you can give online if you choose to do so uh, that way as well. But especially if uh, you're, you're here for the first time, what we would love from, from you is, is for you to take a few moments and, and fill out the Connect card that's in your seat uh, there with you. Just to let us know who you are so we can be praying with you and praying for you and and uh, all of the great things. And so we're going to ask the ushers to come on down with the baskets and, and we'll give. And so as they come on down, I'm going to pray for just a moment and then we're going to light candles together. Father, we thank you, God, for uh, our time here together tonight. Lord, we pray that as we give, we honor you. God, we pray that as we give, that we do so joyously, we do so sacrificially. And Father, most importantly... Uh, We we pray that uh, as we give, we honor you deeply. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You know, one of the things about Christmas is they call Christmas the celebration of lights. And last, last week here together, we talked about in our Advent series, we talked about how Jesus is light. How Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So it's funny to me like when I when I think about Christmas and we have um we have all the all the other lights. Like blinking lights and colored lights and bright lights and now we got those like big spotlight things that we put out in, in front of our houses to make it look like we actually put lights on our house, but all we did was plug something up. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm not knocking it, I'd do it too. But you know what Christmas it is a celebration of lights but more than that it is a celebration of the light the light of the world the light that shines into the darkness a light that chases out darkness and so tonight as we light our candles together I want us to to just focus on the light. So our ushers come around, they'll light your candle on the end of the row, and if you'll just light your candles together. We're going to sing together Silent Night. Right? Okay. Just making sure. We changed some things up from the first service. But so we're going to sing together Silent Night. And as we do so, we want to give you an opportunity to, to sing or to just stand or sit quietly. But to focus on the light. The light that brings peace. You stand to your feet. And as we continue to to light candles, let's sing together.